Welcome to the Ben's Big Deal podcast. This show is for anyone interested in getting a great deal with an airline, hotel, or credit card. I am your host, Ben Komenkul. I am a points and miles expert, and I will share with you the latest information so that you can take advantage of all the big deals out there. Let's get started. So we'll start off with an incredible Ben's Big Deal. This one is from Chase Southwest Credit Card. We often hear the term flying for free. And when we're talking about that, we're usually talking about using your points and your miles. And one of the best things about traveling or getting free travel is potentially getting status. Now, one of them that's out there in hotel world is called the Hilton Diamond status, which you can get with just one credit card. Well, guess what's happening in the airline space right now? Well, one of the most coveted statuses you get is something called Southwest Companion Pass. And what that normally requires is that someone fly a lot, like 100 segments a year, or earn 135,000 tier points. And typically that would require you to fly a lot or maybe get some complicated strategy of getting two credit cards, a personal and business, and using the points that you've earned from the sign-up bonus to be able to get that. And normally you would get that not only this year in 2023, but you'll get it for 2024. So typically when you go and do that type of strategy, it takes two cards. That's the typical way to do it. But they decided to make it really simple this year. There's a promo right now called the Southwest Companion Pass promo, and it's a shortcut. It would give you status from now all the way till February of 2024. Here's the rules. It's real simple. If you apply for one of their three personal cards and it starts as low as $69, you get approved, you spend $4,000, you'll be able to get Southwest Companion Pass status. What that allows you to do is to set the Companion Pass holder is able to name someone else as their travel companion. That means your family, your friend, someone that your loved one gets to fly with you for free or almost nearly free, just paying taxes, $5.60. The holder can be able to use points, miles, or cash. So actually imagine earning points from the credit card and then naming somebody else to fly with you and only paying $5.60. That is an unbelievable deal. Here's what you need to do. If you are interested in getting this, the first thing is identify, make sure your credit score is over 700. The second thing is picking the right card. They have a card that starts off at $69 annual fee all the way to 149. The difference between the two or three are varied, but the idea is that if you fly a lot more, you can be able to get more out of the $149 priority card, which gives you status so that you could be able to board early. So since Southwest does not have first class, since it doesn't have assigned seating, first class on Southwest pretty much means you get to board first because it's first come first serve boarding, which means you can pick any seat you want when you get on. Just make sure that is an airport has that airline flying out of your city. The second program I'd like to talk about is about hotels. The hotel and credit card space right now is unbelievable. We all saw the president just talk to the State of the Union address just recently about the Junk Fee Prevention Act. The idea behind that is to get rid of unexpected fees that we don't expect. Sometimes we book a free night, our points night, an award night, and we find out later on that that night has resort fees. A resort fee can be 
You need to pay for the pool access. Ooh, you need to have beach towels, a concierge, a health club, a fitness center, or beach lounger. These are sometimes things that I think majority of us feel should already be included as an amenity of that four-star property. And so usually you'll find that. The funny thing is they were started adding these quote-unquote junk fees on locations that would not necessarily be a resort. They started calling them destination fees. So you start seeing these things, resort fees, destination fees. They can start as low as 25, but they've gone up to 35. And in Las Vegas, I've seen them $45. If I go to the Bahamas, I've seen $65 to $75. So that can add up. I mean, if you're there for seven days at $75, we're talking easily at five, $600. You're walking out with a bill now for your quote unquote free vacation. That's not even counting any other fee like parking fees and things like that that you may have. What we can take away is this. There are some hotels that don't charge resort fees when you use points and miles. So that's one way that you can be able to save. And I want to highlight that. So there are a couple that do not charge. And so I want to highlight those. I want to give a lot of credit to Hilton and to Hyatt. If you are booking an award or you're using a free night certificate or using points, a Hilton and a Hyatt do not charge resort fees. You don't even need to have elite status. As long as you're using award points, you do not pay any type of resort fees ever. The other thing I want to bring up is this. Wyndham has an interesting rule. Wyndham says that they do not charge a resort fee, but they don't always tell their locations that. So you may have to bring that up to your location when you arrive at the property that don't charge. Maybe you want to print that out when you go down to Wyndham, except for Caesars. Wyndham has a relationship with Caesars. Caesars still charges. However, there is a way that you could be able to waive resort fees by having a Barclays credit card or by having diamond status with Caesars at least. So there's a couple of things that you could do there to waive it, but you basically need to have elite status. And that's another reason why having elite status could help. Now, there are two that I have to bring up. One in particular, Marriott and IHG hotels. Those programs, irregardless of your status, Irregardless, you could be a platinum, titanium ambassador member, diamond member. They don't really care. They're going to charge you a resort fee. They're going to charge you a parking fee. Those are things that are not always the most fun things to have that discussion. And many people are not aware of. So not all points program are the same when you're redeeming. So once again, Marriott and IHG do charge resort fees, even on award days, even with a status, whereas Hilton and Hyatt do not charge resort fees if you're using points and miles. So that's something to be aware of. Lastly, we're going to get into the third deal of the day, and that is airline. Now, sometimes deals don't always come in the form of points and miles. In this particular case, there are three airlines that are opening up. One is an airline called Starlux. They're probably the most bougie. They're based on Taiwan, and they're going to start flying from Asia, from Taipei, actually to Los Angeles. They have a wonderful-looking business class. I'm really, really excited about that. The other airline now, this one's out of Japan. They're a Japan Airlines subsidiary called Zip Air. Zip, like zip your lip. They actually have a business class lay flat seat, but it's a low cost model, meaning that you have to pay for everything, including pay extra for food, pay extra for the entertainment. They don't have an IFE. There's no in-flight entertainment. 
You have to pay extra for all those things. And so it's really interesting, but it does have a live flat model and the airfare is a lot lower. So it's kind of a low cost model. But the one I really am interested in, it's coming out of Korea. And this particular airline called Air Premia, it has a LAX to Seoul and they claim that they are the first hybrid airline. What do you mean by hybrid? Well, it's not anything to do with the gas, has everything to do with being able to find that segment in the market that no one serves. So for example, the idea is that most full service carriers charge a high fee to go to Asia. So they want to be a little lower than that. Number two, they want to beat the low cost carrier because most of the low cost carriers typically only fly short haul. They're going to fly medium haul. That means like, let's say Bangkok to Seoul, but they'll also do Seoul to Los Angeles on a long haul. So imagine kind of somewhere in between where they're not as expensive as a full cost, but they're better service or they have more leg room than a low cost carrier. So here's the thing that I find interesting. No business class because they're not going after that market, but they want to go after the premium economy and the economy. What's the difference between economy and premium economy? Typically premium economy is like, domestic first class. The seats are wider. There's a foot rest. The food is a little bit better. That's what you're going to feed a little bit more pitch there is what they call it. So pitch is basically the leg room between the back of your seat to the back of the seat in front of you. How much space is there? Now, in economy, they're going to be flying these 787, these new Dreamliners, five times a week from LA to Seoul. They're going to have about 253 economy seats. And then from that, they're going to have 35 inch pitch. Let me repeat that. 35 inch pitch. Just to give you an idea. If you sat in a regular economy of American Airlines, that is about 30 to 31 inch. This is going to be four to five inches more leg room, knee room for tall people you're going to have. This is actually more than main cabin extra, the extra leg room that American has on their plane. This is actually one more inch than the regular seats of JetBlue. And you know how much JetBlue likes to give, okay? So this is actually going to be a lot of leg room in economy. When we get to premium economy, they're going to have 56 of these seats in that cabin, and they're going to have 42 inches. That's like first class leg room for most airlines, 42 inches on premium economy. So tons of leg room. I don't think you're going to have a problem over there. So it's going after that market. I like to know. Let me know. Send me a note. Let me know if, if this is an airline you would want to fly that doesn't have business class, but it has premium economy, has economy, but a lot of leg room. They're going to price it about maybe 90% of what a regular carrier would typically have like between Korean Air and Asiana. Now that there's less competition, that Korean Airlines actually merging and purchase Asiana during the pandemic. So now you have a new airline in Air Premium. I want to thank you for joining us today. Here at Ben's Big Deal, we're here to help you become a points master.